having companies to, to simply just acquire customers and don't care about how happy they are is not an option anymore. With the Net Promoter Score, you can ask customers how, uh, what are the chances for them to recommend your business to a colleague or friend. But after that, let's say from zero to 10, the chances, let's say someone says four. So what made you give us this rating today? And that's the treasure there. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Valentin Radu, and he's the founder and CEO of OmniConvert, a growth enabler for mid-sized direct-to-consumer e-commerce and retail companies looking to increase customer lifetime value and decrease customer acquisition costs. He's a prolific speaker and a CVO or customer value optimization evangelist across various stages. He's a father, husband, and a pet parent. And Valentin is also the founder and instructor at CVO Academy, where he coaches and teaches e-commerce businesses how to scale their brands profitably and sustainably. We're going to talk all about e-commerce and how to increase retention rates and customer behavior analysis and improving the lifetime value and all the topics surrounding client retention or customer retention and e-commerce growth. But before we do that, it's now time for our marketing essentials moment. The basics continue to build your brand and your bottom line. Today's topic, I wanted to cover the process of working with a web designer. We are going through this now, and so I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to share what it's like working with us or any web designer that's out there. We have a team of people who do a number of different things when it's time to create a website. And when we're working with our clients, there's a a bunch of things to consider before you even go down that path. We know that your website is basically your 24-7 brochure to be able to be able to have sales online 24-7 and not just sales, but be information and giving value to your potential customers that you're going to have, right? Uh, whether you're for-profit or non-profit, your website really is your your 24-7 brand that you need to have out there in the world. And you want to make sure that it's effective and that it accomplishes all of the goals and all the things that you want it to do. So when thinking about hiring a company to help you with your web design, or even if you're going to do this on your own, there's a lot of website builder tools out there that you can use to do some of these things on your own. But when you work with a designer, there's some things that you really want to consider in being able to select the right partner to work with and thinking about how you're going to work with them and do you trust them and have they have they done work before and what kind of work have they done before and are you in alignment with the people that you want to hire to help you build the site. So I want to share ways that you can have an enjoyable experience working with your web programmers, your designers, whatever you want to call them, right? The developers, the end users are what we want to think about. And we know that at least half the people out there want to look at a website design and they want to go through your website to see what they're about to buy or who they're going to buy from. And so having that professional website will help you build credibility and trust in your business. So we know that you may want to seek professional help in building your website. 
And whether you use Pepper Shock to do that or not, the company that we have, or others out there, it doesn't necessarily matter. These will be some good tips for you to consider as you think about the website and what you have online representing your brand. Let's put some fears to rest. Let's help you with the idea of what it's like to work with a web designer and having a smooth relationship and being able to communicate your ideas clearly so that both sides go home happy, right? So first things first, we want to plan out the project. We want to make sure that we are putting together clear ideas on what it is that we want. We want to be able to articulate those ideas. We also want our web designer to be able to ask a lot of questions and maybe the right questions to be able to help guide you in what you're thinking about with your website. And maybe there's some things that you don't even know about that maybe you think you that once you learn about them, you might need in your site. Things like how many pages do we want to have? What features do we want to have? Is it going to have e-commerce functions? Are people going to be able to buy from you on your website at any time? And what other extra services and features and, and components do you need? And then think about the fonts and the colors and the styles and the likes and dislikes. Think about who your target audience, what do they need? What do they need from your site and why do they need that? And maybe there's things that they don't even know that they need and they're going to find it because they came to your site to get that information. So thinking about putting together some examples of other websites that you like, that you think flow well, work well, that you can show your potential designer what it is that you think is going to help in your project. And thinking about the fonts, sometimes the fonts that are going to work on screen, maybe are not necessarily the same fonts that work in print design or on a t-shirt design. And so you wanna make sure that what you are wanting is going to be in alignment with your brand standards that you may or may not already have. And if you don't, that's a whole nother topic for another conversation that we can help you with too. But think about the style and how it's gonna you know, be revealed, the tonality of your site. And I'm talking colors, I'm talking copywriting and how you're going to present this site to your potential users, okay? So if you are very clear on your goals with your web designer and what it is that you want and you create these ideas together, you can put these plans and start putting these plans in place and understanding the ultimate end goal. Is it to get them to buy? Is it to inform them? Is it to persuade them? Are there going to be landing pages that you're going to specifically direct people to? How many pages are you going to want to have? and thinking about all the things, right? And it's not just about finding the cheapest web designer that you can find, right? Because we want to find people with experience. We want to have maybe some testimonials from other people that they've worked with before. We have our portfolio on our website to showcase all of the um, designs that we've done previously. And we have our, you know, reviews and ratings and rankings. And those are important because you want to make sure that you're going to somebody that you can trust that will be able to get the job done. And of course, we want those reviews and testimonials front and center because we want to make sure that people feel comfortable in trusting us to help them with their website to solve that problem that they may have, right? Thinking about it like you're choosing a partner because you're going to spend some time with this these people to help you 
build this site over over a period of time. And of course, talking about timeline is also important and thinking about when it's going to be completed and having deadlines and some milestones along the way and thinking about what kind of contract you're going to put in place with your web designer and how it's going to happen. And of course, if you can all get on the same page, it really just protects both sides to have that all in writing and making sure that the timelines, the milestones, the deadlines, the expectations, the project goals and outcomes are what you both want it to be. Okay. And is this going to be a one-off project? Are you going to work with people like us on an ongoing basis to help you continue to maintain and continue the search engine optimization? Is it going to be a long-term project and commitment or are you just going to be a one and done and that's it? And now you're going to take over and maintain and manage and create all the updates that continuously need to happen to keep your website fresh and, you know, being able to have it searched by all of the, the robots out there, the search bots out there to keep your site indexed for good search engine optimization. And now we're even talking about voice search optimization. And of course, we want to talk about how it's going to be responsive design for a mobile device um, or any device, a smart TV device, right? We want to have it optimized for any kind of device that's out there. And we put that in our planning. So we have our project objectives. We have our budget calculations and as much work up front that you can do will help alleviate any unknowns or maybe some discoveries that are going to happen along the way, right? Having a contingency for things that you uncover and discover along the way. Maybe there's a certain new tool that comes out that we don't even just know about yet that would be amazing for your site, right? So there's going to be a contingency that we want to make sure that we can tap into if we really feel like we need that additional you know, feature or whatever the case might be. Maybe there's a pricing that goes up in some of the tools that we use. I don't know. Sometimes having that contingency really helps. And then of course the project timeline, who's going to be responsible for what? The division of duties. Are you going to maintain and continue to do the copywriting yourself or are you going to hire the copywriting and have the team put it together for you? What about the photography or is there going to be video involved on your website? All of these things matter because we want to make sure that the site loads quickly and is user friendly and all those little details that kind of all add up. So think about as much as you can up front so that way when there are some unknowns that come up, a change order is can be anticipated, of course, that happens. But if we can get as much detail as possible up front, then we're doing all of the interested parties a favor. And then of course, outlining what we're going to be doing specifically. And then thinking about the ownership of the content that's created. Now, if a client comes to us and brings us images that are owned by somebody else, we need to make sure that it's either licensed or we have permission to use them or we give credit where credit is due when we need to. Or is it copywritten material that we cannot use? Think about that. We don't want you in trouble. You know, we don't want to get in trouble using images uh, that we're not allowed to use. And we end up with a cease and desist letter and, you know, and then you have to pay um, for royalties, right? So we want to make sure that everything that we're doing is legitimate and we're, we're doing licensed or royalty-free imagery, um, or we're taking photography that will help connect your audience with you and your brand and your people that work with you or for you, right? Be clear, be prepared. And of course, communication and collaboration is key about making sure that those ideas are brought to fruition and that your audience is 
able to understand the user experience, how they navigate, what kind of features are there. So think about all of these wonderful things. You've got this plan in place. You're thinking about all the different elements and components that go into a website design project. Um, then you're going to be a lot more successful, especially if you can trust your designer to really take all of that information that they've gathered from you and all that you've supplied to them, that now you can let them take the reins. The designer's going to take the reins. The project manager is going to make things all happen between all the parts and pieces coming together. And ideally, you're going to have this wonderful website and it's going to be a smooth process that you're going to go through and all of the intricacies are all put together with the web design, the marketing, how you're going to get people there, how you're going to get traffic to your site, the user design and more. And we want quality results for our clients, right? We want you to feel like what you've done and what you've paid for and the time you've invested in working with the designer is all for good reason. Because again, our website is our 24-7 way for our potential client to, to communicate with us. Sometimes people in different time zones, they might be looking at your site. And, you know, even if it's not our daytime, it could be their, their daytime. So you want to be able to make sure that your site is constantly flowing and going and, you know, is not on downtime because it's got too large of images and it won't pull up because it's just not optimized correctly or whatever the case might be. The other thing while we're going through the process, it's really important when the designer needs some feedback or information from you, you've got to be responsive because that can delay things, right? They can't get past a certain, you know, approval along the way if you're holding up, you know, your end of the bargain and, and you got to just, you know, be able to pull your weight in this and make sure that you provide all the resources, the images, the branding items that's needed for this, the brand standards, all the things. And so you do need to dedicate some time and effort to being able to review the iterations that are created and the copywriting and images, all the things, right? And you need to be able to sign off on those in a timely manner. That's so important to be timely in responding to your designer because those timelines are not going to be met if you don't take part and respond to what's going on, right? So being responsive and finding ways that you can communicate, whether it's email, text messages, WhatsApp, or any of those things, chat, however you're going to communicate, make sure that you are able to communicate clearly and in a timely fashion. And then, of course, Fuel that feedback. Make sure that you are giving good feedback on what it is that you like, dislike, what your target audience is going to like or dislike, right? We've done this upfront work. Now we need to make sure that the feedback is constructive, that it's positive feedback and constructive feedback. Making sure that you're telling the designer that they're on the right track, that they're doing things the way you want them to be done. And if not, you've got to speak up early on in the process because if they get down a whole path and we go down the whole way and we've done this and we've now set up everything and now it's something that you don't want or don't like, we may have to backtrack and it can delay the outcome of the, the whole entire process, right? And of course, here's something that is going to be the instinct that you want to do. You want to share the mock-ups. You want to share everything that we've been doing along the way. And, you know, they haven't really been, other people have not been a part of the process. They weren't there, part of the planning. They don't know exactly what we're wanting to accomplish or trying to accomplish. So sometimes they can give you feedback that may not always serve our purpose in what we're trying to accomplish with the end result. 
So try to avoid sharing the designs or the mock-ups with a whole bunch of other people because now what you're going to get is a whole bunch of other people's opinion and that can delay things because now you've got all these other people trying to weigh in and it may not be quite ready for the whole wide world to see it yet because we're not there yet. Maybe it's just a component of what we want you to specifically focus on. And so remember when they're the designer is asking you, I want you to focus on this component, not that component. And if you get hung up on that other component, maybe it's going to delay us because now you're hung up on something that we didn't want you to, to be hung up on yet, right? <laughs> so just con consider not necessarily showing the parts and pieces to the world when it's not in the full context and they haven't been a part of the whole process, right? It can really slow things down if that happens. But continuing to Keep your relationship strong with your designer and the team that you're working with, making sure that that feedback is in sync, everyone's on the same page. Relationships are great to continue on long term because you're going to want to have your team, if you decide to go beyond just the, the initial launch of the site, but now there's going to be maintaining and updating and keeping everything current and all of the, the plugins current and everything that you're using for your site, we want to make sure that that relationship stays strong and that you have open and honest communication when it's needed and timely. Again, timely. Being clear and giving those feedback, making sure that you're going back to the goals of what we originally started with and staying on that path so that we can see it through to the end and making sure that we're on track and we've done all of the things that we've laid out in the plan to do, right? So those are key, key tips, right? For working with a web design company and being able to get your website done in a timely manner and not being bottlenecked because we're just waiting on some feedback. All of those things we need to consider and, and building that up for good search engine optimization and best practices and ways that we can use the site to your advantage in many, many ways. So hopefully you found some tips here and we will uh, now get into our interview and learn even more about optimization and client value and all of the things about acquiring customers. This dovetails quite nicely. So hopefully this will help you in your marketing journey. And now let's get to it. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Valentin Radu. Welcome to the show. Hi there, Ray, and uh, hello, everyone. Valentin, let's just tell everyone a little bit more about you and where you're calling from and all the wonderful things that you're working on. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm calling you from Bucharest, uh, Romania. I'm, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've built four companies. In the last 10 years, I've uh, crafted OmniConvert, which is a growth solution for uh, e-commerce and omnichannel players. We, have, uh, uh, we help companies to do A-B testing and to increase their conversion rate. And in the last four years, I've become obsessed about customer value optimization, which is the process and method to help companies improve customer lifetime value. So let's just break that down a little bit more. How, how did you get started into this area of focus in, in your company and, and how long have you been doing it and how many people do you have? Let's just talk more about that. 
yeah so uh, struggle led me here yeah because i <laughs> i think struggle is the, the the main driver of progress you know unless you there's a niche you you're, you're not going to try to sort it out so i've been an e-commerce entrepreneur before that i've been uh, struggling to make uh, ros happen Uh, my friends, which were working in multinational companies, were mocking me because uh, I never had enough money like they did because we, I was always reinvesting everything in the company. You know? I, I was putting everything out there. So even though we were investing something like $1 million dollars in ads, we, weren't, we were barely breaking even, and our cash flow was always, always not a friend with us. So with, the, with this in mind, we, I've started to dive into the data, to change the website, to do A-B testing, to listen to our customers, to do surveys. And I've basically built uh, some tools that help me uh, not be hated so much by our developers. So uh, <laughs> after that, I've said uh, I've increased the conversion rate by 60%. Uh, the retention rate was uh, sitting at 80% plus, which was very good in our industry. Yeah. Uh, we were already the largest online car insurance uh, player here in Bucharest in, in Romania. We had 250,000 active customers. And that led me to this new uh, opportunity because I was boring, to be honest, doing the same campaigns after seven years. It wasn't that, uh, let's say, challenging for me anymore. And I always uh, looked for uh, more challenging and risky things to do. Since I was, uh, I was a kid, I, I was creative. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I was looking for things to, to, to do to get out of poverty. And after that, I'm, I've started to build uh, companies. And now with Omniconvert, we support hundreds of uh, companies from all over the world to improve their sales with these two metrics, conversion rate and customer lifetime value. That's, that's what we do. Uh, pretty much that's, uh, that's it. I mean, uh, we are 40 people from Bucharest here. We do have people from uh, uh, various countries, but our customers are from all over the world, from Australia, from the US, from Europe, of course, uh, from Brazil and so on. I love it. So let's talk about a, an experience that your one of your clients would go through. Maybe give an example of how they use what you do, and you know maybe it's how they've implemented OmniConvert and what it is that they've got as a result of having used what you do for them. Yeah. So mainly our uh, our solution uh, our solutions are uh, helping them to do conversion rate optimizations. For this, it's uh, pretty straightforward. So they use our survey part of the explore solution that we have. They find out what's going on in the heads of their customers, or they come up with hypotheses, and then they test out. Uh, we, we had numerous case studies on the, on the website, from Avon Cosmetics for, to Decathlon to whatever. All sorts of companies are uh -huh. using our A-B testing solution to test different Uh, landing pages, different user journeys, so that they improve the conversion rate and their uh, revenue per, per visitor, because at the end of the day, that's even better, even more important than the uh, conversion rate. Uh, another way to use our, our product, uh, our newest product, which is the one that we are focusing mostly on, is on Omniconvert uh, Reveal. So we've launched this, uh, this product in beta four years ago, and now we are having a lot of traction. We have a lot of companies which are using it. Usually how it works with them, 
they uh, they use our solution to understand their customers and to to have a lot of aha moments by saying, oh, I haven't knew that. I don't know, 8% of our customers generate 60% of our margin. So how come is this possible? Because, because we have 200,000 customers. So these types of uh, moments are possible thanks to our RFM segmentation. So we use a methodology called RFM, recency, frequency, and monetary value. We do this automatically based on their own data. So we cluster customers according to how recently they've bought, how frequently they've bought, and what's their monetary value. With this segmentation methodology, uh, they end up looking at their revenue in a different uh, manner. And uh, moreover, they get to, to, to find out things like which are their most... Uh, uh, sticky products, let's say, which are the products which are making their customers uh, loyal uh, mm -hmm. and all sorts of anomalies. The beauty of our solution is that we blend the qualitative data with the quantitative data. So mm -hmm. we, we are not only looking at the their behavior in the sense of how they've bought, how much they've bought, what type of products, but we also have the uh, NPS component, which I'm a big fan of. So with the NPS, we uh, net promoter score, we find out all sorts of uh, data, not only the average NPS, but also the NPS by the brand, by the category, by the customer segment. We do have customers, who, companies, large companies, which are using the NPS to see which of their uh, customer support reps or of their pickers have the best NPS. And with this type of approach, you will be in a position as a company to understand why things are happening. So not only what things are happening, what, what's happening, but also why, the why behind a certain uh, customer behavior. Well, and for those that are listening that want to know more about NPS, really the net promoter score, I mean, it's, it's a, give an example. So the customer is likely to refer the, them to somebody else or, you know, how likely they are to refer, but just share a little bit more about net promoter score, because this is, as a marketer, this is so important to understand if people would want to refer you, right? Yeah, so what's happening here, Ray, is that uh, uh, we are coming from decades of acquisition marketing because it was cheap, right? So pe people we could break even on uh, the first purchase of a customer. Now, those days are gone. The, the competition is uh, way higher than it used to be. The customer acquisition costs are through the roof. And now the model that's, that's forcing companies to have a different business model in the sense of uh, having companies to, to simply just acquire customers and don't care about how happy they are is not an option anymore. With the net promoter score, you can ask customers how, uh, what are the chances for them to recommend your business to a colleague or friend. But after that, let's say from zero to 10, the chances, let's say someone says four. So what made you give us this rating today? And that's the treasure there because you hear uh, firsthand uh, uh, feedback from customers that are, let's say, honest with uh, the mess that you've done, right? Uh -huh. So this customer feedback loop should be activated by, by all the co companies out there because it's, uh, again, too expensive to acquire customers that never come back. And by having this constant feedback loop, you will be in a position to do your job way better as a marketer. And unfortunately, there are many marketing managers which are simply spending managers. So they have the budget, they throw some ads on it, and that's it. But uh, there's another way. And as we are seeing that the game is changing and the, we are now into, let's say, 
getting from the moderate uh, game, the e-commerce game, it, it used to be moderate last year. Yeah. Then it became uh, difficult and it, it can turn into a nightmare without having the right data and the right insights from the customers that you're serving. Absolutely. And, and you're right. I mean, it's one thing to get the customer, but if you're not doing anything to continue to retain them and sell to them over and over again, I mean, you're, you're going to end up costing yourself a lot more money as a business because then now you're doing all that work just to gain new customers as opposing to retaining the ones that you already have, which is, is gold. I mean, being able to have that customer retention and like you said, the feedback loop and understanding why they want to buy from you again or why they don't. So that way you can improve your processes every single time and get better and better and better and dial in and A-B test, I mean, like having different iterations of, of all the things that you can change and tweak and do, whether it's your messaging or how you display something or how people click on you. I mean, it sounds like being able to understand all of this can then help you in the future. And then when it comes time to launch a new product or service, you've already got, you know, kind of the, the secret sauce as to what's working right? And then being able to do something more, I think it's just help, very helpful. And now it's time for a message from one of our partners, KitCaster. Did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand? And KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. We've had several guests from KitCaster on the Marketing Expedition podcast as well. So if you're an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. You can expect a completely customized concierge service from their staff of communication experts. KitCaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you. Go to kitcaster.com slash expedition to apply for a special offer for friends of this podcast. So Valentin, can you tell me how does somebody go about using your, your service? You go to the website, you sign up for it. What are some of the things that has to happen in order for the OmniConvert to be able to work on their website or in their system or in their processes? Yeah, so uh, we we are, uh, let's say, uh, with the OmniConvert Explore solution, it's basically an A-B testing tool that can run on any pretty much any technology out there because it's be, it's a code that you put in, in the front end of your website and you can change all sorts of elements to improve the conversion rate. Uh, OmniConvert Reveal, though, it's uh, tailor-made for e-commerce and omni-channel uh, retailers. So basically, uh, it it has to connect to a database so that we can get data about the customers, the transactions, their categories, products, brands, whatever. With this type of uh, connection, which is uh, available uh, natively, I mean, uh, directly with Shopify and Magento and Vitex, uh, we can also do this type of custom integrations with other solutions. Uh, usually how it works, once someone uh, is installing our product, uh, we do an, uh, uh, a review of their data, we come up with the insights, we adjust the segmentation and we give them, uh, we, we help them to model their business based on their unit economics. There are seven uh, dominant numbers in e-commerce, uh, traffic, conversion rate, uh, average order value, that's pretty much uh, obvious. And then we also have gross margin. And moreover than that, we have the customer acquisition cost, we have the purchase frequency, and we have the customer lifetime value. So those types of uh, uh, 
metrics are the ones that matter. So we look, having access to their data, we help them model growth by looking at the unit economics, those dominant numbers, which are the most impactful according to their current setup. Uh, we, we've seen that this is the best way to help our customers because there are many companies which are, let's say, stuck into a certain uh, dominant number. Let's say uh, most of them are focusing on traffic too much or some of them are focusing on conversion rate too much, but they don't have the traffic to support it. Some of them are trying to tweak the average order value. But what is important is to understand first in which kind of industry do you uh, are you currently, and we have data from more than 3,000 companies which are pushing data our way, and we can understand, you know what, you are selling, I don't know, hand creams, or you are selling teas. So you have a problem with the purchase frequency because you are below the average, below the benchmark. And knowing these type of things allows them to focus on the right uh, dominant numbers. Then. If they, uh, they want to use our own services, if they are big enough, we have a, a team of experts which are providing this type of managed services for them. But usually how it goes, they either go to learn from our CVO Academy because we've built a program to train them into how to use this methodology and the technology itself, or we... Uh, put them in contact with our partner agencies. We have 11 agencies at this moment throughout the world which are using our solution and they, they are being trained and we are, uh, we've supported them in order to understand what they should be doing in order to uh, help uh, companies grow. So pretty much that's how it goes. I love it, I love it. And I would imagine your own customer retention rate and people, once they sign up for your dashboard and getting all of the things all set up, I mean, it seems like they would want to stay with you forever and ever. <laughs> that's, that's our plan. Yeah, that's what why we're working uh, tirelessly in, in the last 10 years. Yeah. You've done well. So tell me just the range of cost and maybe U.S. dollars. What is something like your dashboard cost for, for people to install and implement into their whole system? Yeah. So uh, basically, we have these two products, Amin Convert Explore and Reveal. Explore starts uh, as low as uh, uh, $299 uh, a month, while Amin Convert Reveal is, uh, at the free starts from $3,000 a year, depending on how big is the company. For companies which have... Uh, uh, which are generating less than 1 million euro in annual turnover, the solution is uh, free. So basically we, we have this community edition and we are trying to support other entrepreneurs like I've been, right? So we, we mm -hmm. want to pay it forward. Nice. That's wonderful. So what's next? What's, what's your plan? What's the future of your industry? What, what is it that you want to accomplish moving forward? Yeah, so I have a dream, Ray. <laughs> my dream it. is to uh, yeah, my dream is to empower companies to become customer centric and be profitable by starting to care about their customers. So I'm I'm passionate about customer value optimization or CVO. I'm uh, evangelizing this concept. That's why I'm I'm doing this type of uh, uh, yeah. podcasts and. I'm, I'm writing a book about it. So my vision is that in a few years from now, companies will uh, consciously craft customer journeys, not only uh, siloed experiences. Uh, I think that it's, uh, it's going to become uh, the norm, the standard in the industry to have companies which are 
aware about the entire customer journey, it's mapped pro uh, correctly, and uh, they, we, we don't see this type of uh, Frankenstein customer experiences, where you, if, you have on a, if you are buying on a channel, you get another treatment. Uh, you, you buy a product and then the company is following up to buy again, even though they haven't shipped your product. Or they bombard you with all, this, all sorts of discounts to buy again, even though you are a pissed off customer and you have a ticket which is unsolved. So those types of things must, uh, must be a thing of, uh, of the past. And we are in this process and uh, we want to be the uh, contributing to, to, to such a future because it's a win-win. We are consumers as well. We want to be treated, pro, uh, let's say, adequately. And uh, we, we as company owners, we have to, to care about uh, our customers more. Absolutely. No, I love that. So let's talk, look, talk a little bit more about the book that you are writing. Do you have a title for it yet? Yeah, of course. I've, I, I, I've poured in, uh, into it, Ray, my 17 years of experience into, into e-commerce. It was a very, very painful process. Uh, it <laughs> oh. took me one year to... Yeah, it took me one year to, to make it happen. Hopefully, I've been assisted by Scribe Media, which are some pros in, in, in this game of... Uh, assisting authors into into writing. Uh, so the book is uh, uh, called The CLV Revolution, and it's uh, about this methodology about customer value optimization. Uh, it it it's basically like a manual. You know, you get this book and you 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 get the all the steps that you must go through in order to to grow your e-commerce or omni-channel uh, retailer. We are covering the how to do customer research, how to do how to segment your customers, how to do how, if you are a direct to consumer, how to do jobs to be done interviews so that you can find out the why behind a certain behavior because many creative marketers are throwing spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks, but you must first know the actual reason. What's the emotion that triggered? the heck yeah i'm gonna change my whatever phone or i'm buying uh, new earphones or whatever products that you're you're selling you you must know what's what's causing customers to behave in the way that you want them to behave in order to persuade the next ones to, to buy so i'm talking about these jobs to be done because i had the opportunity to work with bob mesta which is the pioneer uh, one of the pioneers of the jobs to be done methodology, and he is uh, also uh, uh, a, an instructor in the CVO Academy. And then I also talk about initiatives, and I come up with all sorts of uh, examples from real customers, like uh, how a weighted blanket company called Hush Blankets, how I helped, uh, we helped them with the jobs to be done methodology to, to understand what they are actually buying. They thought that they are buying, they are selling uh, the cuddling effect, but they were actually selling a solution for people which suffered from insomnia and couldn't get pills because they would be getting knocked out. So we, we, we come up with a lot of uh, case studies you, uh, from, from real life because I'm a, I'm a practitioner, right? So I'm, I'm talking about my own experience because I'm there in the trenches. Even now, I'm, I'm, I'm helping directly to uh, two companies because I want to be there. I want to I wanna understand how to actually help companies because otherwise we would be just, uh, uh, let's say, uh, technology provider, but it's not about selling a technology. It's about selling an actual solution that makes, uh, that provides undeniable value in the life of our customers. So basically 
that's what the book is all about. Yeah, this process, how I learned it, what I've learned, and how they can uh, apply it together with a lot of uh, tools and uh, examples and uh, uh, Excel uh, sheets that they can uh, they can work with. Yeah, well, I'm looks. I'm gonna look forward to getting a copy of that book for sure. <laughs> well, and the 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 nice thing about this is a lot of times marketers, you know, they'll be questioned on the ROI of what they're spending money in advertising and you know doing all of the things to help make sure that you know that the their customers buy from them. Now, this is a wonderful way to be able to track all of those efforts and know exactly what's happening or not, and know exactly what you need to do to change things or make it better or iterate differently so that you are getting a massive return on your marketing investment and being able to justify the the moves that you make or the tweaks that you make. And, and um, I'm loving the fact that now you can have this tool as a way to uh, automate the process in some way so that way it's not so painful and it's something that's consistently tracking and ongoing and being able to continuously, you know, modify as needed and, and, and make things even better over and over again. Yeah. That's a, that's the definition of progress, right? To, to be right. aware about what's wrong to, 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 and to, to go out there and to tweak it, to adjust it until it uh, goes just fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then something will change and you'll want to do it again. You'll need to tweak it again and again. <laughs> it's an ongoing thing, right? Yeah, never ending story, right? Yeah, we are, yeah, we are in this uh, work in progress world, Ray. Right, right. it's always Absolutely. work in progress. There's always room for improvement. That's right. Okay, so I know you said that you're in Romania, and I'm sure that this is just a cliche, but have you been to Transylvania yet? <laughs> yeah, I've spent uh, many vacations over there in uh, in Transylvania, and uh, it's. Uh, it's a great place because they they still have these uh, small villages, you know, where you can go and it's like you are getting the time machine. So you 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 can see people uh, crafting and sculpting their their own uh, gateways to their to their houses. You know, you you can see all all of those uh, traditions which are still vivid out there, and everyone uh, they 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 dress in their traditional uh, clothes and they go every Sunday to the to the church. It's it's like going to I don't know National Geographic Channel and immersing there into into their traditions. So you mentioned Frankenstein earlier, but what about Dracula? Is that a, is something that it was of interest to you when you went there? <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's uh, it's the Brand Castle. Actually, it's uh, it's one of the most visited places here in uh, in Romania. It's like I think two and a half hours from from Bucharest. I've been there many times with my uh, with my kids as well. To be honest, right now we are we are not that uh, uh, let's say. Uh, open to go again because it's really, really crowded. So there are a lot of tourists and every, uh, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it used to be. I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, you could uh, you could go boom in 10 minutes and then you, you, were, you there. were there. But now when you enter, yeah. <laughs> the, there are some pros and cons, right, for everything. Right, right. Well, I just had to ask. I thought, oh, Romania. Okay, I know a little bit about that I, and, and the traditions or the stories that have been told and, <laughs> you know, the history behind uh, Dracula. So I thought I would ask about that and just see if that was something that, you know, everyone talks about or not, or or they're like, no, we don't want to talk about that anymore. We're, we're moving on from the world of... of <laughs> yeah. Well, you can... You can... 
uh, you can tell that it's highly romanticized, uh, yeah. uh, Ray, because Obviously. after <laughs> Bram Stoker's uh, story, you know, and now we had uh, Wednesday, the, 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 the series from Netflix was being filmed uh, uh, in Romania as well. And uh, basically you can, uh, uh, we, we have this reputation here with the mystery vampires, you know, this, <laughs> this type of uh, uh, all sorts of uh, fairy tales around this, uh, but Basically, it, it is like a fairyland. I mean, if you if you if you go and see how the nature looks and how the mountains are yeah. are for sure, it's a, it's a fantastic uh, vacation. And uh, being in Eastern Europe, the 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 costs are really uh, affordable here. You know that yeah. that's the beauty of uh, visiting Romania because it's 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 to, it's a totally different uh, experience to see these castles and uh, basically pay for seven days as you would be paying for only two days if you would be going right. in Austria or something like that. Oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And the people, I'm sure, treat you well and, you know, love to see you there and spending money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, one more question for you. So what kind of advice would you give to somebody looking to get into this type of industry that you're in with customer valuation and understanding the numbers and wanting to be in this world that you live in, what would, what advice would you give to maybe a new student or somebody that's about to graduate or, you know, maybe somebody that wants to do a career change that might, you know, enjoy this field? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, I would tell them uh, congrats because they are on a, on a great path. This is going to become a, a, a very impactful endeavor in the in the near future. We are already seeing that uh, things are catching up because it's, uh, again, just focusing on narrow parts of the customer journey is going to be a thing of the past. Second, I would, uh, I would suggest them to talk to their customers. So if they can, or if they have a job, if they work client side, or if they are in an agency, just do this uh, net promoter score and see what is the customer feedback. There are three main pillars of customer value optimization. It's what you sell, which is the most important, the product, right? If the product is bad, no amount of marketing is going to fix the broken product. Then we have the second pillar, which is the customer experience, what you do, yeah? And the third one is the marketing. It's what you say. So basically, it's what you sell, what you do, what you say. These are the pillars of customer value optimization. And of course, I would be suggesting them to get our free courses in the CVO Academy. Uh, read my book if it's out there, The CLV Revolution, and uh, get in touch with me. Follow me on LinkedIn if they if they want. I'm uh, very active on LinkedIn, and I, uh, I, I always uh, give away shortcuts from my own experience. Oh, I, I'm definitely going to go look and check that out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your world of knowledge that you, I mean, I, I'm sure we could talk about this all day if we wanted to, but uh, I think there's definitely some value here in understanding all of the parts and pieces and components that it takes to value your customers. Ultimately, that's what we're doing. We want to value the, the customers that we have ongoing long-term and uh, thank you so much. Thank you as well, Ray, and thanks everyone for uh, listening to this episode. Oh, and by the way, how can they reach out to you or get in touch with you? What's your website? It's on uh, omniconvert.com or cvoacademy.com and Valentin Radu on uh, LinkedIn, you can get a hold of me.
Excellent. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you can do for Valentine and I is to give us a review, share this episode with those you know who need to hear it, and uh, join us again next week. And until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.